There once was a wealthy man. He was going on a journey. So he called some of his employees to entrust with his wealth. To one worker, he gave five bags full of money and to another, two bags. And finally, to the last, he gave one bag. And then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags went at once, went to work and received five more bags. And the one who had given, been given two bags also gained two more. But the man who received one went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid the money. After a long time, the wealthy man returned and he went to his employees to see what they had done with the money he had given them. The man who'd been given five bags brought back the other five. The man who'd been given two brought back his two, and the man who'd been given one brought back his same one bag. And the wealthy man was disappointed because the man who'd been given one bag was lazy and he didn't try to gain any more money. But with his other two workers, he was pleased. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in my happiness. This story might sound familiar to you as a parable from Matthew chapter 25. And you might be thinking, wait a second, isn't this a podcast about Nehemiah? Yes, yes it is. But I think that this parable is so relevant into these chapters that we are covering in Nehemiah chapters 4 through 6. Because halfway through those chapters in Nehemiah chapter 5, Nehemiah says this, Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people. Isn't that what we all want? To be remembered by God with favor. To be recognized for the good things that we've done in life. And for someone to say about us, well done, good and faithful servant. Funerals are never a fun thing to attend, but I do think it's beautiful the way that friends and family are able to speak about their loved one. It's interesting that they never talk about what kind of car that person drove or how big their house was, what kind of clothes they wore or how much money they made. They always talk about what kind of person they were. They talk about their faithfulness, their selflessness, their kindness. They talk about a person being good. They talk about the person in their best moments. They look back on the life of the person that they loved, and they see all the ways that that person gave of themselves to the people around them and to the world. We should all be so lucky to have someone say something so kind about us one day. At the start of Nehemiah 5, the men and their wives raise a great outcry against their fellow Jews. Throughout the Old Testament, we see nation fighting against nation, but in in this moment, the Jews are fighting amongst themselves, fighting their own people, neighbors, friends. The state of the nation is a mess. Famine is ravaging, the population is increasing, taxes are rising, and the people are starving and desperate. The wealthy are exploiting the poor, 
to make themselves richer. Greed is rampant. In Nehemiah chapter 6, the people outcry again. This time it is Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. They accuse Nehemiah of things he did not do, and they blame him for things not his fault. But Nehemiah's response is remarkable. He does not think like a politician, simply trying to do what was the most popular to gain support. He does not think like a diplomat, asking what is the safest. He does not think in the simple way, asking what is the easiest. Instead, he thinks like a faithful servant asking what is right to do. His commission as governor is to repair the walls and restore the gates. It isn't even really his job to deal with the internal affairs of the community or all these complaints from people about his work. After expressing fairly some holy anger at these bitter people, in each scenario, Nehemiah consults within himself, meaning that he puts his heart together with the direction of God and he finds a way forward. So he appeals to the people in these ways. He appeals to their brotherly love. He appeals to the word of God, for the law forbids this kind of oppression of one another. He appeals to their witness, that they should set a better example in the witness of God. He appeals to his own practice, showing them that you can lend money, you can care for others, you can support without requiring a debt in return. He appeals to the judgment of the Lord. And finally, he appeals to the work. God has given the people a job to do. And Nehemiah does not wish for anything, including criticism of him, to interrupt that job. He reminds them that God's purpose is bigger than the greed of the Jews or the selfish gossip of others. He reminds them that God's purpose is everything. So many people in Nehemiah's position would get angry, get fed up, disillusioned, tired, or even upset with God. But Nehemiah's response is so remarkable because it is so selfless and humble. While other wealthy Jews are exploiting the poor, Nehemiah is caring for the needy without asking for anything in return. While other Jews are quarreling among themselves, Nehemiah is seeking unity and looking for God's direction. While other nations are criticizing and slandering him, Nehemiah presses forward toward the goal of God. He puts others before himself, and more importantly, he puts God before himself. Selfishness is all around us. What are some examples of selfishness you've seen in others this year? What about in yourself? Have you seen people quarreling among their own, their own nation, their own church, their own family? I have. What can we learn from Nehemiah's remarkable story in the face of this difficult year that we've been facing? Well, one, expect problems to arise. They're going to happen. It's a part of life. Two, focus on our own integrity and not what others are doing. And three, in every problem, may we see an opportunity for the Lord to work through the light of our own actions and words. At the end of Nehemiah chapter 5, 
He prays, Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people. It's been a tough year, but we will look back on it in a few years and only have our own actions to answer for. We will pray that God will look favorably on us, just like Nehemiah did, and that we will have behaved in a way that was kind and fair and honorable. And I hope we take some time to ask ourselves this year, have I been selfless? Have I been humble? Have I been a good and faithful servant to the Lord?